We deny the conformity to a given recommended course of medical action. Oh, did I do this one already? No, this is new. Way to start the show off. I'm in the right place, and you are too. This is the Faith Debate on News Radio 930 WFMD. Thanks for starting part of your day with us here on a beautiful Sunday morning. I'm assuming it's beautiful. I don't know. We're recording this in advance. So, why don't I start over again since we're recording this? Because we don't do that. So we're uh, working through the Warrington Declaration. I'm doing number 29, Article 29. We deny that conformity to a given recommended course of medical action is made to be civilly or morally obligatory by appeals to an alleged majority of expert opinion or available medical data. So that's the kind of lingo. We'll parse that out for you and put it in more uh, you know, regular speak. Uh, I'm Troy Skinner. Thanks for listening to The Faith Debate. You can follow me online at householdoffaithinchrist.com. And the next voice you hear is Daniel Rasby's. Hello. Oh, let me turn on your mic so they can hear you. There you go. Say it again. Hello. There we go. Uh, Daniel Rasby is a pastor of a church uh, in Thurmont area and um, involved with a ministry called Conquered by Love Ministries, online at conqueredbylove.org. And David Forsey, he's the next voice you'll hear. Hello. And he's also a pastor. He's got a church that meets in like, a, I don't know, like five or six different locations. They just, it's like a rotisserie league. Uh, it's like a traveling team, right? <laughs> traveling league. It's like uh, there have been years in the past when it's like, like. It's like circuit preaching, except it's circuit hosting. There you go. Okay. Yeah, there's been <laughs> years in the, in the you know, distant past when teams, like they had problems where they didn't have a home stadium or something and they just played all their games on the road. That's David Forsey. He's playing all his games on the road. Although sometimes it's at your house, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe once or twice a month. Does that feel strange? What are we doing at home? I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. So anyway, Article 29, uh, conformity to a given recommended course of medical action cannot be made a must-do just because some smart people or supposedly smart people say so. That's what they're saying here. This really flies in the face of what? dominates pervasively in the culture today, right? The, 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 experts. The, yeah, they call them experts, although they're not that smart and they're not always the experts they made out to be. Right. So I've gotten in the habit of calling them the, the credentialed class. Those they, might, have, they might not even be credentialed in the thing that they're claiming to be an that's expert true. upon. That, which, that is true. <laughs> a strange thing. Yeah, you got a degree in, like, I don't know, uh, economics and you're making medical decisions, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, I mean, we have... Humanity wants a God. They want gods. And if you don't have God, you're going to have somebody else to worship. And that's why we care so much what celebrities say. That's why we care so much what experts say. We want to just Look, you can trust trash the experts all you want, but don't you go picking on my favorite celebrities now. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> it's a, it's a very, it becomes it's, idolatry. It's a very pagan religion, right? It, lots, it of, lots of gods, lots it of little g-gods. Right. And, and that's why you, they, people follow influencers. People follow celebrities. People follow... I mean... You, uh, XYZ actor who's extremely talented at acting opens their mouth and says something about politics or about religion or about this or that and everybody's like oh he's one of us it's like he agrees no what? he doesn't have any any expertise on that subject specifically so he's just same as anybody else right so you don't but people just assume because someone powerful and influential says something that you need to follow it you know between uh last week's show and this week's show we had a conversation uh mostly daniel and i I think david might have been part of it too we were talking about naivete of certain people in the public eye and that sort of thing i gotta tell you though i was pretty naive when this whole social media influencer thing started to become a thing I don't know how long it had been a thing before I even knew it was a thing. And when I st- when I heard it was a thing, I said, "That can't be real. Who's going to pay attention to some knucklehead on a social media platform? There's, they're not influencing anybody." And then my daughter talked. She schooled me. She said, "Dad, 
they have like mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands, millions sometimes of like people that follow them. And if they recommend a, you know, a shampoo or, or whatever, favorite food or something, I mean, it, they sell a lot of product. They really are influencers. I'm like, really? People are that like lemming-like? Apparently people yeah. are. You're well, gonna say something, well, there, well, there's just a, yeah, there's a, there's a lack of, I don't know. People, people have a, a lack of, of who to look to, to lead them. Are we so, influencers? We do the Faith Debate Show every week. We have at least, I don't know, the three of us listen, right? That's at least three listeners. Yeah. While while we're talking, I don't listen after. That's true. After we leave. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I don't I listen to a couple episodes after the fact. So that might not count then. Might we might not, not have any listeners. No, that's true. I, I know for a fact but that we have. So, so on the so, one hand, some you of our pains in my rear, I tell you. <laughs> so on the one hand, you have the influencers and the celebrities who really don't have any expertise at all on the subject that they're talking about. They just happen to have a lot of people that watch them, and so they say something, and everybody and, follows. And them. want and want to and be then, like them. I think and that's they want a, to be like that's them. a piece of the temptation right. there. And then on the other hand, you have the people that do have all these credentials and supposed experience or expertise in various subjects. And many of them have actually, it's not always an economist talking about vaccines. Sometimes it is actually somebody who spent decades in that field. And you may have to disagree with them based on the data you've read and whatever. But the the point is they actually do have experience and knowledge of the subject matter that they're speaking about. So they are experts. And I think you can't discount that entirely. You can't just say, oh, well, I don't want to believe anything any expert says. No, oh, take, take, take with, you know, if there's a legitimate reason and, you know, but you don't want to fall prey to the trap that you as the average person are too dumb to understand why somebody says this. No, I mean, you should be able to explain it so that any person can understand it in most, most concepts, at least dumb it down enough that it makes sense and it's logical. Not everything is magic and, and, and fairy dust. Right. All the, the science is not like that. There are certainly very, very advanced scientific concepts that require extensive uh, uh, high mathematics and, and all sorts of things and years of study to fully grasp. Just like there's in theology, there's, you know, many huge treatises have been written on the, the nuances of the Trinity. And how is it possible to be three and one? But a two-year-old and a three-year-old can understand that God is three and one. You can explain it to them, and they'll get it. There's even been declarations right? about medical mandates and things like that yeah. that theological minds put together. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, think, I think you don't want to fall prey to either one of those. No, and, rejecting and, all experts or following everything they say without just blindly. Be a Berean. Search, this, like for theology, search the scriptures. To but see that's the been a short supply. I remember back, you know, when the whole thing started back in 2020 and people who disagreed with how I was understanding what was happening in the world, they really thought it was a mic drop moment. They, who are you to question Anthony Fauci, the world's foremost authority on such matters? And they're like, my argument has just been won. It's unassailable. And I was like, what, he doesn't have any sort of uh, political biases? He doesn't have any holes in his game? He's, he hasn't been out in the field practicing medicine, like maybe in his whole life, I don't know, but if he ever did, it's been a long time. Is he, is he an expert data uh, analyst? All of the different things that are involved, is he an expert in all of those things? He's not, he's not the final word on these things, but no, he's the final word, and if you question it, and even Dr. Fauci himself, right? If you question me, you're questioning science. I represent science. I am science. <laughs> right? You know, so it, it, gets, it gets a little bit crazy. Anyway, this next, you have anything you want to say something? Well, I, you know, I, I think sort of a, a, the biblical principle, I think, is, comes out in, 
in a particular proverb that, okay, I'll I'll paraphrase it in my own words, but is it, it just says you know, uh, the the first person sounds right until the second person comes right. and presents their case or questions right. them, and so yeah. I I think the Bible promotes uh, the policy of trying to listen to all sides, find out all the information. And and then another thing that I think is, is relevant here is we're, just as human beings, we're drawn to, uh, we're, we're drawn to the people who affirm what we want to hear. Confirmation bias is what they call yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and we, but it works both and, ways. And the, and the people that, that tickle sides. our ears, you know, so... People say, and they accuse us uh, in, in, who have minority medical opinions of confirmation bias. Oh, you only want to look at the one study that, that affirms what you say. Well, by these hundred studies that show the other, st- other side. And, but it works the other, uh, either way, right? E- yeah. you, whatever you want to hear, that's what you're going to be most happy hearing. And you're going to forget some of the things that don't quite agree with your own beliefs. And because we're in the minority, we are greatly oppressed, but nobody cares about our impression. Our minority status doesn't count. Number 30, we deny that an individual Christian's obligation to the weaker brother compels any Christian to violate his or her conscience regarding the wearing of masks or injecting a substance into their body. Such action may be regarded by Christians both as contrary to sound and loving health practices for themselves and their family. Uh, Specifically with masks, which are worn visibly on the body, Christians may also have concern in their conscience about the message they believe wearing the mask sends to the world. They may regard the wearing of masks as bearing false witness or as an unloving tacit endorsement of what they see as uh, propaganda surrounding their use and enforcement upon their neighbor. I think you can apply this same passage to use of uh, preferred pronouns or calling somebody by the name that they aren't actually um, or shouldn't be called. I mean, any and anything... Uh, you can't say, oh, well, you're just loving your neighbor. You're just, uh, you know, uh, you're uh, honoring the weaker brother. No, at, at a certain point, you can't, uh, especially in cases of sin, you can't just forgive or, or uh, you know, uh, forgive is the wrong word. You can't just overlook and, and not care about sin. And in the case of what's going to cause you harm and injury, I think that's that's not good. You don't have any obligation to just lay down your, uh, for the weaker brother there. And why doesn't it work the other way? Why why can't the 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 other party be the weaker brother? I, I, that, right? Why can't the people who want to force the mask say, you know what, David, he doesn't want to wear the mask. He's the weaker brother. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna make a big deal about it. Why doesn't it work that way? Well, Troy, you're you're not a vegetarian, are you? No. But if if a vegetarian comes to your house and I like her, to eat meat. But if a vegetarian comes to your house and asks you, can you please have a vegetarian dish for me? You might say, oh sure, I'll, I'll make. Oh yeah, sure. But when you go to their house, why don't they serve you meat? <laughs> right. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's you know, for, for foods. And I don't know why it doesn't have to work both ways. <laughs> it, if you're going to be loving on one side, you should be yeah. loving Now, on the, the other last side. half of this really is speaking my language. Because this was, this was a, this, I'm not making Bearing this up. Witness. This was a huge issue for me. This, more than anything else, is why I had a problem complying with putting some sort of covering over my face to go to the stores or do whatever. Because, because you're actively I'm li- participating lying. in 
a lie. I'm reinforcing fear in the minds of those that are looking at me because they think there's this horrible thing to be afraid of and I think that they're off their rocker for thinking so and they need to be rescued from that fear. We don't want people living in fear. And all I'm doing is reinforcing that fear, messaging to them. I'm wearing that pagan talisman over my face. I felt like I was participating in a false religion. That it was, you know, mm -hmm. it was, it was such a core uh, uh, conscience kind of issue for me. I, um, I, and I, I uh, personally, I ended up two times uh, having a uh, a mask on my face. Never again. After the, I was like, I'm, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing it. And it was hard to live your life. Mm -hmm. And if they come back, or by the time this airs, maybe they've come back, uh, mandates for those sorts of things, it, it's hard to, to figure it out. But what do you do? If you're, if you're persuaded that to do so is to actually sin against your neighbor, you can't do it. Right? right. You, or you shouldn't. You shan't do it. <laughs> So anyway, anybody have anything? Did you guys feel the same way at all? Uh, well, also, you, but you do want to be persecuted for the right reasons. Like, don't pick the hills you're going to die on, and you should be. It should be obvious that when you're being attacked, it's because you're a follower of Christ, and not because you like this specific thing that you want to do and you want to keep doing it, regardless of what somebody else is going to try to stop you. So, if you can really tie the mask to uh, witnessing as a Christian then I'd say, great, go for it. But, you know, at, at a certain point, just because you think something is wrong and unlawful and, 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 and silly and, and all that doesn't necessarily mean uh, sometimes it's more important to, if, if, if it furthers the gospel to comply in certain situations, then you, you do so. And I don't think it's necessarily going to be cut and dry for every believer that's listening to this. I, I think one thing they said really early on in this statement uh, when talking about how do you respond to authority that's overstepped its bounds, they you know they sort of laid out okay biblically like sometimes it's okay to go along with mm -hmm. authority that's overstepped its bounds. Uh, there may be different reasons why you do that, um, right. but uh, it's not it's not a principle. There's not a biblical principle of no matter what every time if authority oversteps its bounds. You tell it no and refuse, you know, to the point of death. Okay, I'll go to the next one, 31. We affirm that those who seek to bind the conscience of the believer by insisting that conformity with mask or vaccination, they used the vaccination word this time. They didn't talk about injecting substances. I wonder if that was a slip <laughs> or what that was there. Uh, is that these, such a, these sorts of mandates, the only way for a Christian to fulfill the command to love one's neighbor as oneself, people say this, are treating the traditions of man as the commandments of God. These individuals are themselves guilty of twisting the scriptures and are effectively subjecting the law of God to the ever-changing and conflicting whims of public health agencies, the latest medical study, or majority opinion. Yeah, I think that's a helpful biblical principle to to bring in here is uh is that we yeah is is you know and the reference mark there probably jesus talking about the pharisees elevating the traditions of men right above the command uh, of god yeah and so um yeah i think that's that's something that christians should always always be keeping in mind is because to follow the traditions of men and to start prioritizing 
those things, not even necessarily above the commandments of God, but sort of making those things equal to the commandments of God, uh, then you that that's a pretty direct route to just becoming a worshiper of the gods of the peoples around you and falling into the idolatry of your culture. All right. Nothing else from Daniel on that one? Nope. By the way, this is the Faith Debate on News Radio 930 WFMD. I'm Troy Skinner, and the one you heard speak, the uh, well, the most recent voice you heard was Daniel's, but it was just a quick nope. Before that, the voice you heard speaking longer than just a word was David Forsey. So, um, where are we on? Number 32. We deny that choosing to respectively decline a church officer's request to wear a mask is in any way evidence of device. Respectfully decline. What did I say? Respectively. Oh, respectfully. There, there are, there's some difference. Yes, yes, there's a difference. Um, uh, where Sorry. do I leave off? I'll just start over. We deny that choosing to respectfully decline a church officer's request to wear a mask is in any way evidence of divisiveness or rebellion against ecclesiastical authority, since the ecclesiastical office does not hold jurisdiction over personal or familial health decisions. Now, this is touching on something that Daniel's pushed back on every time we this sort of thing's been alluded to. He thinks that, that the church does have some authority, and they're consistently maintaining it. It doesn't. Um, but let's 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 role play this a little bit in, in a practical sense. Somebody shows up and they respectfully say, "I know that." Actually, let's make this a little more fun. A church says you're not allowed to wear a mask. Okay. And somebody and shows up and says, "Respectfully, sir, I'm going to wear a mask." That's not them being divisive, is it? It's not them being in rebellion, is it? Or is it? It's that. It's them having a. Uh uh, it's them not agreeing, and uh, this is something something interesting to think about is that it's it's okay to um, is that you can have unity among brothers without having full agreement, right? Without unanimity, right? Right? right. Yeah. And and so I I think that's all it's an example of is that's an example of uh, disagreement, but. There can still be, and, and and that's going to create some kind of barriers to, you know, deeper, uh, deeper unity, I suppose, or it, it can. Yeah, but it can also provide opportunities for iron sharpening iron, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. As, as you, you really have to think through what your positions are and why, grapple with the scriptures more, challenge one another, kind of like what we do on the Faith Debate Show. right? We have a, a diversity of opinions here, and yet we're still in unity uh, together as brothers in Christ, um, diversity is our strength. <laughs> uh, that's a rather controversial phrase these days, but yes. anyway, do you, what do you think? Do you think it's being divisive or rebellious in I any way? Know. I mean, as, there are certain things that about a church service that, while not specifically biblically prescribed, I think that are the purview of the elders that can say, we, we, "This is the way we do things here." Right. For let's let's forget mass for a minute. Let's say you have a order of worship, and you know, and you pray first, and then you sing, and then you preach, just for two kicks. Well, if I come and I want to sing first and then pray, I just start singing before you pray. But I'm not. You know, if at a certain point, well, yeah, nothing uh, wrong uh, with praying first or singing first. I'm not sure that fits into respectfully. Said, <laughs> yeah, but you say, uh, you know, or, or, and. If I say well, respectfully, I want to sing a song first. 
well, no, we're not going to do that. And we're either going to do it or not. And I think at a certain point, that's it is it is the purview of the elders can say, well, we're not going to do it this way. Here. Yeah, because I think that that is definitely something that speaks to the orderliness of the gathering, and it, it does speak to the spiritual but, health but, of the body. And so that is more more solidly in the church's purview. But would something not, has to do with would the mask the same way? I mean, you can't sing very well when you're wearing a mask. You can't oh, be understood oh. very well. It's not very clear your voice, and so if you're no, if no, you I, are speaking, then you're not going to be understood. So there are uh, actual practical reasons why. It, it yeah, I think what I, the point I was make, was beginning to make is that the, the the church has the right, if you will, to go about doing what the church does. But the church can go about doing what the church does, whether I insist on wearing a mask or I insist on not wearing a mask. The church can do what they do, whether I, so. Uh, that's where it's mm-hmm. not necessarily infringing upon. The, the, the elders, the leadership of the church being able to do what needs to be done. Well, what uh, if it's so. one of the elders that's supposed to take part in the worship service and lead the prayer or the, or the preaching or whatever? Well, obviously, that's a, that's a discussion that the elders should be having you know, uh, in advance of, of, of said meeting, right? Uh, worship gathering, for sure. And, I, and you know what? I know of some cases where pastors left or other church leaders, they, they could not come to agreement on things. And, you know, on this, actually. On these kinds of questions, yeah. Uh, a, a very high-profile example is Joel Webin. I don't know if you know Joel Webin. He was pastoring a church in California, and uh, they navigated the whole COVID lockdown mandate thing as best as they could, and it didn't blow up the church, so they held it together to not destroy their church. But after having navigated it you know, relatively successfully, you know, like, like at the end of 2020-ish, I don't know the exact dates, but you know, Joel's like, all right, this this is not sustainable long term. There's been too much damage done to these relationships. We we're just not seeing eye to eye. If I if I stay here, I'm going to be unhappy. I'm going to become divisive. They're going to be divisive in response. You know what? I'm just going to go plant a church in Texas, and that's what he did. <laughs> so there's one very high profile mm-hmm. example, and there's others, but that's that's the most high profile example I know. That's a name a lot of people are beginning to know. He's got a pretty big social media presence. Uh, I think he gets a little more credit for being. Uh, smart he's a very smart guy but i think he gets credit for being right more often than than he probably is uh because he was very good on some of the covid related questions back in 2020 he was early he was he was kind of a leader a thought leader and so you're like oh he's really smart he knows what he's talking about but um just because you're good on one or two issues doesn't mean you're good on issues number three or four when they come down the pike sadly so i think we're gonna have time for me maybe to read um this this next one, and then uh, we'll have to talk about it next time. But it's a, a lengthier one, so I'll get it out of the way, the reading of it. This is an, uh, article number 33. We deny that all instances of requiring masks for church meetings are necessarily sinful or divisive in such cases, and that's italicized, I believe, where the meeting is held at a venue where the property managers are not the local church, and such property managers require mask wearing for entrance. Interesting nuance. This is a property issue. In such cases, those who choose not to fellowship because of the mask mandate at the meeting venue should not be said to be in violation of any biblical commands regarding regular, regularly meeting with the saints. To the extent possible, church officers should seek to secure a meeting venue where the local congregation will not be forced to exclude non-masking individuals due to the whims of the building owner. And 
uh, you might be tempted to jump right in because that's kind of an interesting article that they've got there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've got less than 60 seconds, so I'm going to put a wrap on this. Daniel Rasby, thank you so much. You can find Daniel again online at uh, conqueredbylove.org. David Forsey, you can find him online by just connecting with me, and I'll put you in touch with him. Uh, and I'm Troy Skinner. You can find me you can, at WFMD.com, of course. And the best place probably is kind of a one-stop shop, a hub for everything that I'm involved with, householdoffaithinchrist.com. That's householdoffaithinchrist.com. And if we have time, maybe next week, here's a teaser. Somebody asked the question of on social media, is it sinful to block someone? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll try to address that question if we have time in next week's show as well. It's just kind of a... a, a short little conversation. Anyway, till next week, I want to thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. We know your time is value. You have so many listening options and the fact that you chose us, it's humbling and we're honored. Till next week, God bless.